Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week. It's not just knowing about the doctrine in the Bible. That is not what we stand for here. Streaming powerful biblically-based messages live down the This congregation may never be gathered together again as we see it. Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week. Good evening. Welcome to Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio. We are streaming live down the internet from London. This show is dedicated to God through our Lord Jesus Christ. On tonight's show, we continue to discuss the question, Who is Jesus? We will be looking at the divinity of Christ. Our guest speaker is based in Warwickshire, England. More about our guest after we have had some music. Peace. Mm-hmm. 
Who is Jesus? Is he a divine being? We will be discussing this question tonight with Elder Chris Sweeney. Have a pen and paper ready to write down some notes. Now let's call and see if Elder Chris Sweeney is at home. Hello? Hello, good evening. Elder Chris? Oh, good evening, John. Yes, you're live on the Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio. Yes, welcome once okay, again to you. the show this evening. And um, tonight we will be discussing the questions together relating to the divinity of Christ. So carrying mm-hmm. on from last week and just to remind our listeners, we looked at how does the Bible relate to Jesus? What type of body did Jesus have? Was Jesus just another prophet or is he more than that? What type of love did Jesus show to mankind? And where can we find Jesus today? So, Elder Chris, before we continue this evening, shall we have a word of prayer together and invite God's presence? Elder Would Chris? you like me? Yes, oh, yes, yes, yes. Gracious Heavenly Father, as um, we come in this study, we invite the Holy Spirit to come instruct us of um, the Word of God. We know our instruction in righteousness and in truth is found in the Word of God, not the words of men, nor the thoughts of men, but the audible thoughts of God in the Holy Scriptures. And we pray that we might study, learn, specifically to this topic of Christ's divine nature, uh, a truth and a doctrine that we must all come to fully understand. Well, we might not be able to cover the whole vast subject and a glorious subject of Christ's pre-existence. We pray that the scriptures we do study might further uh, truth and may cause others to, or those who are listening to further study in their own kind of research. And also, um, we pray that we may have a clear understanding on this um, subject this evening. In our prayer in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Elder Chris, first of all, would you like to briefly recap on what we had discussed last week about the humanity of Christ? Yes, um, as we studied, we, we, we take the humanity of Christ and we go directly to the source, the scriptures, for answers. And clearly, from the scriptures we used, um, you know, John, um, uh, we went to Hebrews chapter 2, we went to um, Isaiah, we went to different portions of scripture that directly tells us um, that Christ took a fallen human flesh. Right. And in t- that fallen human flesh or taking humanity upon himself, he demonstrated uh, the great love of God toward fallen man. He would come down and visit man, condescend himself, voluntarily come down as a man, um, you know, taking off the the glorious um, robes of uh, kingly robes of those who worship him in heaven now comes down to this earth to demonstrate to us in our humanity how we might live a life that is totally dedicated to um to god okay and, right yeah he lived a life that we can live right. he was can tempted and up we we're tempted yes can we share a couple of texts again with the audience please of a Bible text, just so that we can have a springboard for the start of the show tonight. Of how Christ, um, you're saying how uh, the scriptures we used from last week, of um, yes, um, Christ's um, human nature. Well, we go to um, 
you know, if we read to um, look at Hebrews, let's look at Hebrews. We have your Bible there, John. Um, yes. If you have your Bible, then turn to Hebrews um, chapter 2, if you turn there. Right. Um, if, you read with, if you can read that verse with us in chapter 2, where it says this, chapter 2, verse 17 and 18, if you can read that for us. Right, and the Bible reads, Wherefore in all things, in all things, it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. For in that he himself hath suffered being tempted, he is able to succor or to help them that are tempted. So in all things, and in verse 16 it says he was made, he you know, took not on him the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. Oh, yes. Sorry. Yes. You asked me to read verses 16 and 17. Yeah. Was that? Okay, fine. Yes. Carry on. Also just kind of adds to, um, you know, to the, um, to the, um, the evidence that we give from scripture that right. Christ took himself the human nature of Christ. Um, we also read, um, um, and John one, three, all things were made by him. Likely he was the word made flesh. Um, John 1, I think it was verse 14 we read. Right. If you have your Bibles there with you. You can also look at this scripture. John 1. Um, remember the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld the only begotten of the Father. If you want to read that verse, John. Okay, John, uh, John chapter 1, 1, verse 14, right? Yeah. And the word, capital W, was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And that leads yes. us on to today's subject. Who was the word that was made flesh? Who was? And, and we know who the word was, and this was... Jesus Christ. And um, I know the question I had, though, you know, I've broken this down to, I mean, we need to address the questions. Why is the divinity of Christ important to us? Why is it important that we know not only this human you know, nature of Christ, but also his divine nature? Okay. You know, right. know this. Right. Okay. Um, I mean, I think that's a good place to start. Right. Well, okay. Well, again, for our listeners, um, if you don't mind, before we press on, let's see how the Bible reveals the divinity of Christ. Do you mind sharing a few Bible texts that explain his divinity, just so that we can lay a foundation okay. this evening? Okay, so if we were to look at the scriptures, um, one of the key scriptures that I say to people is um, uh, the Apostle Paul in his writing. He wrote, um, if you read John, if you turn to Colossians chapter 2, right. and just read eight nine for us all right colossians chapter two and verses eight to nine yeah okay the links were what we've spoken in our first kind of broadcast about going to the word of god first and not as you read this you understand why what does the bible say okay it says here 
Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. So in who? In this we're speaking about Jesus. Right. In him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Now that's a powerful scripture in itself, right. wouldn't you say? Right. And and we see this, but there's many other scriptures that we can we can turn to. Um if we look at um let's look at um John again one through um one one and two. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Now who's the word? Okay, let's Jesus. let's let's go there. Let's go there. Let's take it step by step. Let's go there. Okay, so John chapter one. And verse one and two. Right. Yeah. Okay, could you read this to the audience now, please, Brother yeah. Chris? So the Bible, um, in John 1, 2, says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same, in the, begin the same was in the beginning with God. So all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Right. So it was this John, Word. Yeah, so it was this Jesus Word. Christ Yes, bear with me, we just, um, sorry to interrupt. So it's this word that was made flesh, in essence, yes? Right. right, okay, carry on, Elder Chris. And that word that was made flesh was with God. So there's two distinct people here, it's persons. We have the, the Father, but we also have Jesus, the Word, which was with God, but the same was in the beginning with, you know, the, the same was in the beginning with God. Now Christ, the Word, the only begotten of God, was with the eternal father, one in nature and character and purpose. Right. And this is why we can go to our next scripture. Um, if you want to read Isaiah 9, 6, what did Jesus, what did Isaiah the prophet say about Jesus? Okay, let's go if to chap Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. And if you can read that out loud. Okay, Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 says, For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Here, the, under the Spirit, here we have the prophet Isaiah directly um, speaking about Jesus. Okay, right. I mean, you can't get any further than, you know, directly to specific to what the prophet is saying here about Jesus, who had become as born as a child in Bethlehem. Yes. You see, yes, the reason, Elder Chris, I'd like us to take our time is because there's many, you know, we may open our Bibles daily and read it daily. Exactly. But there's others who may not have opened their Bible for weeks, maybe months, even years. And exactly. um, so it's good to refresh ourselves not only ourselves, but others, to open these texts and for them to read for themselves exactly what God says. So carry on, please, Elder Chris, carry on. Okay, and so, but remember, we just thought, we don't have only one witness, one prophet. We have many prophets who give, um, uh, identify or define or tell us about, um, you know, Jesus when he came in the first advent and tells, telling us who he is. We go to Micah 5.2. Micah 5.2. Right. Um, what is 
say the prophet Micah say of Jesus. Yes. Okay. Share that with us, please. Yes. Okay. Let's go to Micah. Um, if you have your Bibles, let, I guess we say to the listeners to write down these scriptures because you can study these um, texts further. Micah 5.2. The prophet Micah says this, But thou, Bethlehem of Ephrata, uh, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall come forth unto me, that is to be a ruler in Israel, who's going forth. Now this is where you need to highlight this who's going forth have been from old, from everlasting. Right. I mean, you know, from old, from everlasting. Our mind can't comprehend that Jesus has been here from eternity. Mm -hmm. From eternity. Can, and can we compute, can we put figures to this? Can any of us? And this is why, if you look at what Isaiah said about Jesus being his name is called wonderful. He first says it's wonderful. And if you look at the strongest concordance, so you look at wonderful. That word wonderful in Hebrew means uh, incomprehensible. It's uh, not, uh, you can't comprehend it. Incomprehensible. That's oh. what that wonderful means. Right. So now. And this I'll... is why this. Subject... Yes, sorry. Yes. It's okay. Carry on and I'll, 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 yeah, I'll explain. So from everlasting our minds can't grasp that and sadly we all were trying to you know trying to identify as personality and identify and this is where we need to be careful as creatures as ones that have been created to enter into to defining but what we need to do is just take what the prophets and what the scripture do say of jesus right now um i just would like to ask now why is it so important for us as human beings to understand that Jesus is God? Why is the divinity of Christ so important for a Christian and, in fact, for the whole world to understand from the scriptural point of view? From the scriptural, in, in, you know, in today's society, we're seeing a popular shift in people and in their religious affiliations. You know, many are creating their own version of Jesus. Right. Now, we see this in popular periodicals, books, social media outlets, even in the movies uh, that uh, Hollywood's producing, even these religious movies. Many are constructing a Christ that fits with their own view or a popular view that fits kind of their preference, even their own lifestyle of faith. Sadly, this is what happens. They leave out the essential biblical truth on the subject. And this is because of this uh, new uh, thing that's taken over. It's called, you know, modern modernism has greatly influenced this because they would suggest that Christ right. being God and man, divine and human must be considered a logical, you know, absurdity. And the reason for this is because today in today's society, there's a scientific worldview that the world has come of age and due to the rise of logic and so on, this doctrine, the absolute truth that Christ was God, and that he condescended to become man is of no consequence. So what they're basically saying is that Christianity must learn to abandon, you know, these ideas as archaic and irrelevant if it's to survive in the 21st century. Now, this shouldn't come to us as any surprise. Right. When, when has the truth ever been popular from the beginning? And throughout the ages, it's not been the learned or the wise of this world who have understood the deep things of God. And we can turn to the scriptures to um, 
I didn't, this, you know, what the Bible tells us about this. If you look at um, 1 Corinthians, um, uh, 1 Corinthians um, 1, verses 20 to 23, if you want to read that. Okay, 1 Corinthians 1 and verse 21, you said. Yes. To 23. Okay, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 21 to 23, it reads, For after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God, it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. For the Jews require a sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified, unto the Jews a stumbling block, and unto the Greeks foolishness. Okay, so why have you chosen this text for us this evening? Because this is what we're seeing today, and how many are, are um, this, how many see Jesus. And if you really read the account in the scriptures and study the prophecies and the prophets, you will come to understand that um, in God's plan of redemption, God, you know, God with us, Emmanuel, God comes to this earth um, in order to save man. We talked about the great concept of love. Right. You know, and that concept, the plan of redemption is that Christ condescended and came to this earth. But we have to remember that it was God who came in the flesh. Right. Well, for what purpose? To give man life. Right. To break the spell that's come over this fallen world. You know, death had taken over. Sin had come as a flood. And many had looked to God and saw him as a vindictive, harsh. Many did not, you know, they, the, you know, the, the, the sacrifices, the, the pagan deities. Everyone was right. trying, were trying to find God, and they saw God as this harsh. But when Christ came, he revealed, you know, he was the bosom of the Father. He revealed his Father's glory. He revealed the, the Godhead. And so Paul is saying here, don't look at man's logic. Don't look at, you know, his man's reason. Don't look at vain philosophy. He says, instead, he says this, the invisible things from creation of the world. So we have a beginning from the creation of the world, clearly seen. So the things that God has made. If we really study and understand these things, so science, even though science is, uh, separates science from the scriptures, we need to understand that the only true science is biblical science. And here we see his eternal power and Godhead. So there's no excuse why we cannot know um, the, 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 the plan of redemption or who God, um, what God did and what he's doing for us. Okay, no right, excuse. right. I'd like us to pick up on the point that you've mentioned here. If you go to 1 John 5 mm -hmm. and verse 11 to 12, verses 11 to 12, because we're looking at the reason as to why the divinity of Christ is so important to be understood by us. And you mentioned that because he came to give us life. And our mind has mm -hmm. been directed to these two scriptures. Amen. And, you want me to um, read this aloud? Yes, please. So this is First John chapter 5, verses 11-12. Yes. And this record that God hath given to us eternal life, and this life is in his Son, he that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. 
And these things have I written unto you, that ye believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life, and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. Yes, and so doesn't this therefore, you know, give added evidence and weight to the point that you've just been sharing, or the points that you've just been sharing with us, that he, Christ came to give us life, not in his human aspect, but in his divine aspect. But even in his human aspect, when he came and followed Christ, he revealed this life. Yes. He revealed that, didn't he? Yes, that's true. That we have an perfect example of how we as believers, when we accept Christ, can live such a life. Not by our own strength or our own power, but by the very power of the revealed word. Right. And as we study and we assimilate that character, that image of God is restored in us. And we can truly be said, um, you know, as many as received them, received Jesus, as many as received them, to them gave you what? Power to become the sons of God. Right. That divine life. That's amazing. Yes. Now, Chris, if you don't mind, let's just reel back a bit because we're looking at the human as well as the divine aspect of Christ now, right? And many Christians look at Jesus just as a human being alone and look at his life and study his life as a human, which is good. Yes. And But it's not been understood that he was also God in the flesh. Now, for someone, just say there's someone that's listening to us for the first time who wants mm-hmm. to be a Christian, and they're hearing this. They're hearing that yes. Jesus was not only human and divine. Simply... What's the most important thing for an individual first to understand about Jesus? About Jesus? Yes, because he's the subject of our discussion this evening. There might be someone that's just listening in for the first time, and they're hearing the humanity and the divinity of Christ. This might be new to them. How can mm-hmm. we, in essence, simply break it down to them, you know, and why his humanity is important and his divinity is important? Well, we know what um, the Apostle said in Acts, I think, I believe 412, he says, there's no other name under heaven given among men that man must be saved. All right, should we go to so, that? Yes, yes, if you want to turn to that, that's yes. in uh, Acts. I believe Acts um, 412. Right, Acts chapter 4, right, and verse 12. I believe it's Acts 412. What does the Bible say? Yes. Okay. Would you like to read or should I read? Oh, you read this, John. Okay. Yes, right. So it says, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. So we're talking about salvation. Men and women and anyone in this world, you know, many are looking for something, aren't they? Right. Many are running from, you know, whether it's financial worries, whether it's um, terrible loss, um, you know, individual trauma. We are seeking something. Here Christ says, I, he's extending his hand toward fallen man. Come and learn of me. What does the Bible say in um, 11.28 of Matthew? Uh, Come unto me, all ye that are labor and heavy laden. Right. Uh, Come learn of me. I am meek and lowly at heart. 
And he will take our he will yoke himself with us that our that our burdens may be light. Now, interesting, when you read 412, look at verse 13. What? The Bible says, when they saw the boldness of Peter, because it was bold Peter and John, they were presenting this to the people. Now, these were unlearned, ignorant men. They marveled. And they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. What? To me, that's... What? That this message of the gospel... God's plan and redemption to save man is for the whole world. That's why, for God so loved the world that He gave His Son, right? That so, whosoever not perish but have everlasting life. And so, in essence, what an individual or what an individual needs to do is to first study and look at the character of Christ. Is this what you're saying to us, Elder? Respond to His call. Right. God is calling every one of us. Right. He's responding them, and how does he respond? How does he? What is? How does he reveal? He reveals his love for them, right? And he's revealed in his word, right? And we come as we are. We come to him as we are to learn, and God Himself will teach, instruct us of right. these great truths that yeah. is able to save us for salvation. Yes, and the means of us learning. The means is by the Holy Spirit. Okay. It is the Holy Spirit that draws man and brings conviction and brings forgiveness, brings repentance, brings um, conversion, and then brings us the faith and the gospel. Yes. And what is bringing us is power. And that power is revealed and enlightened us on the life of Christ. Yes, and, and again, shall we go to John chapter 5, verse 39? Yes, that's yeah, John chapter 5, verse 39. Let's read this, John five thirty-nine. Would you like me to read this? Yes, please. The Bible says, um, Search the Scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life. They are they which testify of me. Right. And look at and you will not come to me speaking to the Pharisees and the religious leaders of that time. Yes. You come to me that ye might have what? Life. And like you said, and uh, we read in First John, this is what God is offering humanity. He's offering us um, eternal life. Yes. Right. Yes. And so. Eternal. Yes. Carry on, Elder. Carry on. What were you going to say? I'm just going to say that so we can therefore see through this that the Bible itself explains that it's by studying the scriptures that we get to know about Christ and that we get to know and that we receive his eternal life, that the scriptures is the means for which we will learn about him and as you said, which the Holy Spirit will the Holy Spirit, I should say, will teach us. You see, so we're just trying to get to the fundamentals to break things down for our listeners so that it can be understood clearly to them. Because, you see, there are many people that believe that Jesus is already in them and that they mm-hmm. don't need to study the Bible. They, they have a knowledge of him through their life. The, the Bible is not important, but it needs to be understood that we, 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 we get to know about Jesus through the Scriptures, through the Bible, through yeah. his Word. Exactly, and the Bible puts it this way in John 4, um, oh, I'm sorry, yes. Matthew 4, 4. Man shall not live by bread alone. So it's more 
then you know bread alone eating our you know our sustenances from the physical food we eat the bible puts it that more important than our sustenance and food to eat man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of god yes amen and you know and we look at john chapter 6 uh, i think I believe 36 and 37 you know jesus um speaking to the disciples he said to them if you show, you know, inherit, have eternal life, you must eat the flesh and drink his drink his blood. And the, the, the disciples thought, "What is this man? What is he saying? How are we supposed to eat his blood?" And then Jesus said exactly what you said. He said, "The words that I speak to you, they are flesh and blood. They are they are life and spirit." That's what he's saying. Right. So as we study the scriptures. And we study his life. What happens is the spirit takes the word. It's a living word. And there's a change. By beholding, there's a principle you're talking about here. By beholding, you become changed. Yes. Into the very image in which you are studying. So this is why the importance of Christ's human nature and divine nature are important. Because he's left as an example. Yes. Now, this actually... Um, this brings us on to, if you don't mind, can we go to First John 3, chapter 16? Okay. And, um, and you'll see why I've asked us to turn here. It's just um, to get added emphasis to your point and to open up room for you to um, share John with 3, us 16. Yes, First John chapter 3, verse 16. What does the Bible say here? Hereby perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Yes, see, because you mentioned the point how God reveals his love to us through Christ. Amen. And this Bible text explains how it's perceived through the self-sacrifice that he has done for us. And through his self-sacrifice in love, in essence. Is that correct, Elder Chris? Exactly. What Christ is revealing in his love is his character. Really, you're, you're speaking about the transcript. We, this is another whole subject in itself, but the transcript of his character is the law of God. Now, uh, Jesus says um, the law is on two pillars. You should love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul, with all thy spirit. This is the first commandment. The second commandment, he says, is just, just as important. He says, you should love thy neighbor as thyself. Now, this right. is foreign fallen man through thousands of years of sin and, um, you know, the walking, you know, we could talk in the flesh um, and, we, you know, the consequences of sin, the works of the devil, the fear and everything that's there. Christ comes to this earth and reveals, you know, God's love in the humanity of Jesus. Right. And this is so important for us to understand, isn't it? That the love of God mm -hmm. is self-sacrifice in love. It's not, God isn't selfish. He's not a being that selfish. He's one that gives him his life. His, his whole existence is to serve others. Now, yeah. isn't this totally contrary to the fallen or to the sinful human mind and heart? Exactly. It's, it's foreign to us. And yet God willing to save man, not in their sins, 
but from their sins, would come down, become that substitute. He would die in consequence to our sins. This is love. So when doing this, he would remit, renew, and restore us back onto the, the plan that he had purposed for man from the beginning. So the plan of redemption is open for us and God's love to fall in man. Right. And to me, that's that's powerful. That's the power right. of God. Now, I'd just like to share some thoughts that some people have had, if you don't mind. Um, you know, as uh, the researcher has gone out into the community and has um, asked people questions, um, some one person thought Jesus was popular, but they thought that he was infamous for black magic. They did, mm. they they had stated that Jesus is not coming back. Uh, another person um, f- basically said that in this day and age, no one would do what Jesus had done, or no one would do what Jesus has done, I should say. And um, another person basically had stated that he had no sin. He showed us how to live in love and to treat our neighbors as we love ourselves. His love for us is unconditional. And another person, they were stated that they believe in God but not religion itself. And that they know there's a higher being that helps us decipher right from wrong. And But yet they believe that Christ is another part of the story. And so these are you know, the type of ideas and and here's outlined the understanding that certain the understanding that certain people have. So um and I've just shared this so that our audience can have an idea of how people are thinking. But um from what we can gather and what we've shared thus far that it's not what we think or how we think that God and Christ is, but it's how we must accept how he's revealed to us, how he's revealed himself to us in his word. In the Holy Scripture. Yes. Amen. Yes. And um, carry on, Elder Chris. Yeah. You're saying, you know, this is, um, these are the things that are, like I said, modernism in this worldview, um, when so many, so many faiths, so many religious, so many theories are out there. And right. easily to accept these things and just accept it and just keep continuing in our life. But this is not what the gospel, the gospel calls us to come and seek and digitally seek the kingdom of God. Right. To prove all things through the word of God. To diligently seek Christ. You know, um, I remember, um, you know, talking about Christ's um, divinity. You know, Jesus was walking on right. when he was on. He had close friends. Um, if you remember, Martha and Lazarus was really a close, some close friends of Jesus when he was on here on earth. And so it happened that um, Martha's brother, Lazarus, died. And when Christ appealed to Martha and Mary when he visited them, um, by that time, Lazarus had already died. And um, Jesus, um, Jesus speaking to Martha said something wonderful. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. So in Christ, we are instructed his life, original life. and borrowed under. Um, and he, like you said in John 5, 12, he that hath a son hath life. We see then that the divinity of Christ is the believer's assurance of eternal life. 
Now, when the apostles or the disciples, you know, these fishermen, unlearned fishermen, when Jesus spoke to them, what did the Bible say? They dropped all and followed him. They wanted what? to know him. They wanted to know who is this, this man who speaks with such authority. And they were willing to drop everything to get to know Jesus and spend time with Jesus. And we know the result of spending time with Jesus. This is when the world acknowledged who are these men who've never learned in the schools. But the power that they were speaking and the words they were speaking, they realized they had been spent time with Jesus. Right. We have this same experience. If we're willing to go, like you said, to the scriptures and to the word of God to seek God, to seek his face, to seek for understanding above the vain philosophies and yeah, th uh, man's thoughts that are out there in the world, we may come directly to the word of God. Yes. And Christ said to him, he that believeth in me, this is what faith is. Faith is, uh, the cultivation of faith is a constant growth of understanding the word of God and growing in Christ. And Christ says, he that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. And he said to Martha, believest thou this, Martha? Okay, which, um, which Bible verse are you reading from, please? Chapter, is it John chapter 5, verse 12? Um, oh, is that Martha? Let me just, um, let me see here. Uh, the scriptures I was using with uh, Martha. Um, I'm just trying to think. I didn't write the scripture here, but I think it was in John. John, um, uh, was it John ch chapter... Uh, 14, I believe. Right. Um, um, I'm just finding it here in my Bible. I'm just looking at my Bible. Here. Um, um, right. Let's see. Uh, yeah, I said, yay, Lord. Um, yay, Lord, I believe. Right. Let's see. Oh, John eleven twenty seven. Right. Okay. You want to read that? So John eleven twenty seven. Let me find this now then. Okay. And it reads here. Uh, just verse twenty seven? Verse twenty seven, yeah. Okay. So this is Martha speaking. She saith okay. unto him, Jesus, yea, Lord. I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. So she, she's recognized now. She's realized now from yes. the, what Christ is saying that Christ, you know, came into this world for this very thing to save man, to give him eternal life. Right. As we're talking about love. Right. Okay, well, yes. Go on, what were you going to say? No, oh, carry on. Carry on, please, Zelda. And so he demonstrates this. And what did he do? He called forth Lazarus out of the dead. Lazarus had been dead. Right. And he called him forth from the tomb. Right. Well, just saying on that point, let's have a break. Let's just have some music and we'll come back and we'll round off our thoughts. When I am no 
the divinity of Jesus Christ. That's been our discussion this evening. Last week we looked at the humanity of Christ. Elder Chris, final thoughts for the broadcast this evening. Yes, um, we, you know, the, the key topic we've been speaking is on John 1 and 2, and the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was the beginning of God. If you compare this text, what I like to compare it with Proverbs on 8, 22 to 30, and, and I can briefly read this. The Bible says that, um, you know, it says, The Lord possessed me in the beginning of his way, before his works of old. I was set from everlasting so there's no definite time here, everlasting. When he, then he says, when he appointed the foundations of the earth, then I was by him. So he was there at creation. In fact, Christ created things through his, the father gave, you know, father and son created this earth. He says, I was by him, one brought up with him. And I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him. And if we understand that text, and we understand that God, re, you know, Christ came to reveal his father's love. He revealed, you know, God was manifest in the flesh. You know, by Christ, Colossians tells us in 1.16, by him were all things created, whether they be th- thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. And then the um, apostle goes on to say in verse 15, he's the image of the invisible God. So when we come to accept and receive Jesus fully, we're going to be able to grasp these promises. And what these promises mean that Christ is going to give us that divine nature and that eternal life that he's promised. Right. Well, Elder Chris, as we wind down the show for this evening, shall we have the word of prayer as we end this discussion tonight? Gracious Heavenly Father, and what a privilege to worship and to serve you. And we may serve thee with a clear heart, a pure heart, a greater understanding because of the living word, because of the scriptures, and because of Christ's coming to this earth and revealing your love to us. Let us spend time in Bible study. Let us spend time in you know, seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. If we truly long to be in the kingdom of heaven and to know God and to worship God, we will come to understand him, stand him through the word of God, through the scriptures. Let us spend time, let us inquire, let us seek diligently. And we know that in our study, you will reveal yourself to us. And we will daily increase in, in love towards you and prepare, and be prepared to receive you when you come in the clouds of glory. To this, and I pray for all the listeners in this broadcast, and I pray that we may take time to get to know you. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. Elder Chris Sweeney, thank you very much for joining us at Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio Station. Listeners, if you've got any questions, or if you'd like any more information, please send an email to inquiries at wildernesspublications.org or you can send a text message to 07944 If you live in the United Kingdom, please contact us with your name and address. 
and we will send you a free track called The Divinity of Christ. Those who are living outside the UK can request for an electronic version to be sent to them free. If you have the Android app for Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio, go to the ebook section and find the title Bible Readings for the Home. At chapter 11, you will find the subject The Divinity of Christ. This will give you more information about today's topic. On next week's show, we will be discussing the question, Who is Lucifer? Well, that's it for tonight. Until next week, good night and God bless. Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week. It's not just knowing about the doctrine in the Bible. That is not what we stand for here. Streaming powerful, biblically-based messages. This congregation may never be gathered together again as we see it. Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week.